Hello, Four Sober Chicks podcast listeners. We are Heather, Meredith, Dana, and Tracy, four women recovering out loud. We gather here from around the world to discuss all things related to alcohol addiction, sobriety, and various paths to recovery. We get real about the highs, the lows, and the amazing reality of living a sober life. This podcast is a creative collaboration by women, for women, and for anyone who supports women. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Four Sober Chicks Podcast. My name is Dana, and I am here with Heather, Meredith, and Tracy, and we are here to talk everything New Year's. So we are, the, the New Year is upon us and um, we want to talk about dry January and sobriety and all things of getting sober in the new year. Um, I'm kind of really excited about this topic, especially what Meredith found out <laughs> about dry January, that which we will get to. Um, so <clears throat> I guess where do you guys want to start? You want to start with, you know, there's so many things to unpack when we're looking at a new year and we're looking at sobriety and for people who um, may be looking to get sober in the new year or maybe looking to try out dry January or something along those lines. Um, me personally, I tried dry January. That was 2020 was my, my sober year. So that was my, when I got sober, it was the end of August, but I did do dry January. Um, at that point, I wasn't thinking that it was going to last long at which it didn't, <laughs> I was white knuckling it through January just to get to February. So I could like get trashed at the Super Bowl party. Um, but, um, yeah, so I would love to to talk about, you know, maybe start with how many times we've tried to get sober at the beginning of a year um, before it finally stuck. And was it something that you decided to do at the beginning of the year and it stuck? Or was it something that, you know, came upon you in the middle of the year? Um, who wants to who wants to start us off on that? I'll Heather? start Oh, <laughs> everybody wants no, to go um, <laughs> everybody wants to because it's coming and I'm like what's my new year's resolution um I think what I first comes to mind are all the new year's eves when I was just totally smashed you know it's like all this hype and, and getting dressed and getting excited and having the pre-drinks and then you know by the time we probably went out and definitely by midnight I was probably either too drunk to remember or passed out mm -hmm. um so it was, um, it, and then you had like, you know, all is quiet on New Year's Day. There's a U2 lyric, you know, and it's just so, it's already kind of this um, weight of everything's done. You know, you had, you went through the holidays and then you had New Year's Eve and now it's like, okay, this is your last day before you go to work. And it's the first day of the year. Like, what am I going to do? And, and so already emotionally, I was probably already, you know, there was a lot of weight there. And then I added on that hangover which was just an emotional roller coaster and disaster. Um, so it was always kind of a bleak, kind of sad day if I look back at it. Um, too hungover to do some fun stuff and just mentally challenged. So yeah, so that's kind of like what I first thought about when I was thinking about New Year's Eve and, and, and drinking my drinking days. Do you, did you 
when you stopped drinking, was it a New Year's resolution for you or was it something that you decided to do later on in, in the year? Uh, you know, June 12th, 2020 was my sobriety date. So it was not um, around uh, New Year's, no. Got it. But I am sure I, you know, but I know we'll hit it later, but um, I don't remember ever having dry January or knowing about that um, as, as something to even, you know, consider. Um, I, I had friends who would take February off because it was the shortest amount of days in the month. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that's why they would choose February to be absent, you know, to be absent from alcohol. So, yeah. Um, so I'm pretty sure like the more I read on dry January, I think it got to be what we know of it in 2014, but there is like a history to it. So by that time I was only, cause I got sober in 2015 so it was only around for a year. I honestly didn't hear of it, but I'm trying to like put my old alcoholic self in that moment. And I just knowing my personality, I'd have been like, hell no. Like I, I didn't need, for me, I think I would have been like, I don't need to freaking prove that to anyone. Like why, which would immediately, I think in, in all honesty, point to, hey, <laughs> Maybe if you're not willing to give it up and it's not just a no, it's a hell no. Uh, maybe that's an issue. Yeah. Um, Cause I got sober in March of 2015. So I don't think it was really a part of it, but again, I don't, I don't even know if I had heard of it um, until recently, but my big thing, I was as an alcoholic, I was always looking for those moments where my drinking would not be judged. So New Year's Eve, birthday parties, Super Bowl, like things where I could just drink and no one would question me. I had in my mind, honestly, I, I genuinely feel like it, we're always chasing that first high, that dopamine high that we get in that first actually when you get drunk the first time, we're consistently chasing that high. So all these things, I was like, oh, that day I'll reach it. That day I'll get there. That, and, and I never did because our bodies are really smart. Um, and the next day I'd be pissed. I would be like, that was not as fun as I had imagined in my head. I didn't get as drunk as I thought I should. Therefore, I didn't have enough fun. So all these moments on, like, I'd just be pissed the next day. I'm hungover. I'm pissed at that. I'm pissed that it wasn't like this. Ex I, I had an expectation for that day that was never met. And um, I was constantly chasing that. And so I would use things like celebrating celebratory things as that maybe I'll be able to get that that time. And I never could ever. So that's almost like an opposite thing for you. Mm -hmm. I get yep. that. Yep. Heather? So I was thinking about, so I never did, a, not that I remember, I think it was always around food when I would do a resolution, like I'm giving up sugar, or I'm going to give up some kind of food group. Um, but a couple of things popped into my mind. So I had a New Year's Eve in Key West that almost ended my marriage 
and it would have been 2001 to 2002 um, and kind of just the drinking that gets out of control and the situations that get out of control and um, I can remember on on New Year's Day like we were on vacation with a bunch of people so we got in our car and, and drove to somewhere else and sat in our car and like it was I think the first serious conversation that we had as a couple about how my drinking was impacting our relationship. And um, we talked about divorce. Like it was really, really, really bad situation. Um, So that was what, 22 years ago, 21 years ago, something like that. Um, Not gonna do fast math, (laughs) but you know, so that was the first conversation about, about the impact of my drinking. And so I'm sure there were, I know there were promises made. I know that there were kind of things that were looked at and stuff like that, but that wasn't the last fight. That wasn't the last bad situation that it revolved around alcohol. Um, There was a point where I stopped a different substance and my alcohol and my drinking got so much worse Um, or I would stop one thing. And so always I would stop one thing and something else would get worse. So I think kind of, I'd like to talk, just touch a little bit about if you're questioning your relationship with alcohol and you decide to do a dry January or whatever like that, and another behavior becomes really out of control, that's a really big red flag. I didn't see it as that. Like I gave up one thing and then my drinking spiraled out of control, or I gave up another thing and my food, like what I ate or how I controlled my food became out of control. Um, I didn't recognize at that time, I didn't have the understanding that those were transfer addictions. I didn't understand that like, I wasn't just removing alcohol does not fix you. You have to, we've talked about this a hundred times. You have to do the work. You have to get to the root cause. You need to work on your recovery on a daily basis. So it's amazing to try what does it look like if I don't drink for a month? Well, if it looks like you can't stop eating everything in place or you start doing other things and or you're acting out in other ways because relationships and works and all of that are part of the addictive cycle, that's a really big red flag that maybe you might be able to, the, like you said, white knuckle through it and not drink for that month. But what does your life look like mm-hmm. Yeah, in that time? And I wasn't aware of that. I really wasn't. Um, and I got sober. Our Tracy and I, our dates are very close. Mine was June 20th, um, 2017. And um, I knew I was going to rehab. So I like kind of drank up until the moment, you know? And um, so that's also something to kind of also consider is that when we make these Oh, I'm gonna stop January one. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna drink anymore. We give ourselves permission to go crazy. Yeah, and that's that can happen, like you said, like with food, Mm -hmm. with spending money, whatever that resolution is. It's like so resolute, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do it, and that's it. And it's gonna be easy because I said it. And I don't know about you, but a lot of my New Year's resolutions, they didn't. (laughs) I didn't. They didn't last. I, so I have started. 
Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think to piggyback on that, Heather, I think a lot, a lot of people who do choose to do that. And if they are seeing those signals and stuff like that, like it, in my opinion, that, that equates to you should go longer. Like you yeah. should continue yeah. not drinking because your body is going to do some crazy stuff. Whether, whether you are a hardcore drinker or not, not giving your body something that it's used to, it will go through some sort of withdrawals. It may be insanely small. You may not even realize them. Um, your brain is getting rewired. Like so many different things are happening that if you get to the end of January and you're like, holy crap, that was actually really hard. My eating has gone through, like my sugar consumption has gone through the roof. Push it. Like, don't just be like, and I'm going to go back to drinking because I liked that better. Like that is our body's job is to create or to keep our body in homeostasis to where everything is good. And if that is what your body is used to, it's going to want to crave it for sure. Yeah. But I just urge people that in the event you do that, just lean into that, maybe go to the end of February and see how you feel. Because the more you do it, your body is healing that entire time, like mm -hmm. from your gut to your liver to like so many different areas that I just feel like if you, if you do end up going through something like that, um, and you may rock it and feel amazing by the end of January, lean into it. Keep Absolutely. going. And um, I was in the meeting not too long. And I, maybe it was like, Heather, maybe it was you that said after 90 days, like alcohol leaves your system. It takes, leaves your brain, leaves your brain. Yep. Yeah. It leaves your brain. So yeah. So just, uh, that's a good, that's a good goal, right? If you, if you make it through January and you want to keep seeing the benefits, you know, 90 days is what it takes. It should be called like dry Q1. I know, right? <laughs> I love it. You know what? I, okay. So this brings me to it. Meredith, tell us about Jan dry January because okay, I, where did, how did this come about? Cause so, I don't remember it. I don't remember dry January. Our, <laughs> I think here, what we know it as started in 2014 but, um, in 1942, the Finnish government had actually launched a campaign called sober January as part of its, um, war effort. So the term I'm reading now, the term dry January came into more common usage, um, in the Seattle times, yada, 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 but they actually started it with that, um, campaign against its war effort against the Soviet Union. So they were really pushing that and kind of really- No really vodka. I know, yeah, that's right? what I'm thinking. I'm like, so yeah, boycott vodka. Just, just stay so I feel like it's kind of always been around, but obviously sober yeah. January is part of its war effort. That was going to be a, a like a totally different reason right. than yeah. why people are doing it now. But it has been around for a really long time, which I think is pretty cool. And it, yeah, and it worked, true. right? It morphed into mm -hmm. um, sober October, dry January. And then I think every other month has something that rhymes with, with, <laughs> with the month that we've got to look right. that up and put that up on our, on our Instagram uh, at some point. That would be pretty yeah. cool. One year. You know, no I beer. think it is a great, yeah. yeah. I think it's a great avenue for sober curious people. Absolutely. You know, I love, I love that challenge and that option just to just to see. And again, it's not for everybody, you know, but 
for those that are just wondering what a sober lifestyle is like, uh, they have, you know, support around them and people doing it too. So, well, and I would, I mean, I don't know. I'll throw out a challenge for people like, yes, dry January's here. Give it 90 days. If you're going to partake in dry January, push it to the end of March. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think you will really, I, I do think that you're going to notice something at the end of January, whether it's like what Heather said, your sugar intakes through the roof or yes. maybe feel way better. Um, you're less achy, your skin looks better. You've lost yeah. a little weight. Like the, the list could go on and on, but honestly, 90 days is Q1. Really, yep. 90 days is really what people need to do. Yeah. So if you're toying with the idea, just push it to the end of March. It's temporary. See how you feel because 90% of people that I know that have done that have either quit. They just don't want to drink anymore. Or it's, I'm only having a glass of wine, like once a month, like they don't want to get their body back to what it used to be where they were drinking wine every night. They felt sluggish, like the whole nine to where they will partake, but it's not near as what it was before. And if, if anybody is like me who didn't realize they were waking up with a hangover every day, mm -hmm. I just thought I felt like shit every day from not sleeping yeah. and having the shakes and <laughs> having anxiety yep. attacks at 3 AM. <laughs> I had no uh -huh idea it was from the alcohol how stupid is that like I mean I was on Ambien I was at the sleep doctors I was like what is going on with me something is wrong and you wow. know and I had no idea I had no idea that all of it was due to the alcohol I mean I still don't sleep well but I sleep a hell of a lot better mm -hmm. than I did when I wasn't drinking and not on the Ambien anymore not on another medication for restless legs and things like that that had everything to do with drinking and, and nothing to do with every other symptom that they were trying to, to fix. Um, yeah. and Dana, I mean, that, mm -hmm. that makes me think I, of shaking. Like I remember shaking and I, I would, I deny it. I'm like, that's not because I drank, you know, yeah. I mean, I was just like, like yeah. the next day. Oh, yeah, maybe I, was, I don't know. Something's wrong with my hand. <laughs> but I, I was like, just like, I, you know, because I had been I'm not up, one of those people. <laughs> I had been up since 3 a.m. So I was like, okay, it's just because That's I'm, why I'm shaking. Back asleep. Yeah. yeah. You know, I didn't connect I, the, the restless legs to that. Like that for me is the amount of sugar in alcohol. Mm -hmm. that's what causes the restless. I used to have the foot pads that would pull the toxins out of your legs. You know, I'm, I did all kinds of craziness <laughs> to try to in. stop that. Yeah. And yeah. meanwhile, it's because I was the amount of sugar that is in alcohol was really causing the restless legs. And I wanted to come back to what you were saying, Meredith, and, and kind of what we're saying. If, if you're looking at 90 days and you start to see that you're relying on other things or something like a couple of things that you could do, you can journal like yeah. how many of us have mentioned just now symptoms we didn't even know that were related to alcohol write it down like yeah. start to look at how things are different get support you know there are 150 different ways to get support there are um even for sober curious there's all kinds of 
literature out there. There are support groups for men and women that don't require abstinence. There are abstinence-based groups. You know, there are friends that you can have join and have real authentic conversations about it. Like if you really are curious about how your life can look different, do a little bit more of the work during that 90 days, have someone support you because just not drinking for 90 days while have, it does have health benefits, but ultimately it won't have the same impact on your mental health, mm -hmm. right? You know, and so if you want to take what that success you're having and feeling physically better, give yourself that opportunity to feel emotionally better too and see what that looks like. I mean, the worst case, you end up with 90 days of amazingness. Most right. people don't want to go back to that, you know, to the, the other side of that. Well, and, and one thing that I think is really important on the journaling is at, you journal day one, you journal the first week, whatever. On that 90th day, I challenge you to look back to the first three weeks and you are going to be like, holy crap. I felt like shit. I looked like shit. I, and now compared to how you feel, just being able to visually see how you explained yourself, what you were going through, you will be floored at the difference because if you don't journal, it's like the, you know, you know, you're noticing changes every day. You're not really seeing the drastic changes, but if you have something to compare it to and even take a picture, I guarantee you, your skin is going to look better. You're not going to have like black circles under your eyes. You're probably going to be less puffy. Like you will notice a drastic difference, but yeah. just to be able to come back to see what you were before, um, that's also a big one. And I, I would say too, coming back to the new year's resolutions, instead of making a resolution, because it, that, like you were saying, Tracy resolute, like it, it, it makes it so final. And I think that's why people fail so much mm -hmm. and so many times at resolutions, Try making a new year's goal, you know, mm -hmm. put a goal in place for yourself and then make smaller little goals and steps to get to that bigger goal. So if you're, if your big goal is to be, you know, sober for six months, then start out with January, start out, you know, then February that like, look at them in small little chunks versus, you know, this, this humongous, I'm never doing this again, because 99% of the time we fail at that, right? Because we, we're not setting ourselves up for success. And I think right. a lot of people do that with their drinking too. They're, you know, they'll wake up after a, a hell of a hangover and, you know, they're, they're like, oh my God, I'm never doing that again. And why are they then picking up another beer or another glass of wine 10 hours later? Mm -hmm. You know, we um, all, I did it. I did it. Yeah, we all did. <laughs> we all did, right? Yeah, you feel like crap. You're like, oh, I need to like. Oh, you know, I, I need, need to, to feel better. So I need that I need Bloody Mary better. the next day. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. The hair but, of the oh dog, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh my well, goodness. And I would love to see, like, if we're putting down this challenge, this 90 day challenge, right? I would love to see in March, the before and after pictures, like tag us in those mm -hmm. posts. Like I would love, Absolutely. we would love to be there to support your, your journey and to be a part of that. And like, and to cheer you on because mm -hmm. um, we are four women that have removed alcohol from our lives and it has made our lives drastically better, but it was very mm -hmm. hard in the beginning. 
Yeah. And it's, that's, that's the reality of it. Like I always have, I clap the loudest for those that are celebrating 60, 90, you know, eight months. I cheer you on the loudest at five years. I'm not going to say it's easy, but it is not what it was in the beginning. I have my, I have my routine. I have my tools. Sometimes I need to do better or I need to do, but I know where to go. I don't think about alcohol. It doesn't, I don't worry about how to have a good time in any place anymore because I know how to do all of that. So like this part is smoother. The beginning is really, really hard, but it's so worth it. And make make sure when you're making that goal of sobriety, that your ultimate goal is recovery. Yeah. Because there's such a huge difference between sobriety and recovery, right? You can be sober and in recovery for sure. But if you're white knuckling it and you're thinking about drinking all day, every day, and just trying to make it minute by minute, you're not doing the work to get through to the other side, to get into that recovery mode. So, you know, maybe that's a good goal, you know, mm-hmm. that, that you want to put in, in place for yourself is not just you know, sober for today, recovery for tomorrow kind of thing, Um, which I think, you know, you might find in that 90 day challenge. Yeah. Well, and our our other sober chick that used to be with us, Lisa talked about that. She talked about doing no beer for a year and then picking up exactly where she was and going. The thing about it is that if you are someone that's struggling with alcohol, you're addiction is doing we always say we say in the program your addiction is doing push-ups in the background Mm -hmm. you don't start where you started when you first picked up a drink you start exactly where you were when you stopped drinking and maybe even it's a little bit worse which is why a lot of people who go back out overdose or die of alcohol uh, related deaths because our bodies just pick up exactly where we are and we can't we can't manage it, you know, biologically. Um, so it is important to kind of um, look at all aspects of it and look at why you're doing it and look at like how you can sustain it. You don't have to do it alone. You don't. Yeah. And yeah, you don't have to do it alone. Don't do it alone. I, yeah, I in fact, think you should, I think that people that do it alone, really, I mean, Meredith has definitely talked about how much harder it was to do it mm-hmm. by herself initially. Mm-hmm. Yep. I did it alone for two years too. And then I went back and drank. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, but I didn't understand what was wrong with me. Then I just knew something had to change. Yep. So I close to this new year's, where are you guys going to be this year? to celebrate the new year i'm gonna be in uh france skiing nice. how about you meredith oh i'll be home <laughs> that's, that's awesome. what i was saying i'll be home <laughs> and how about you heather i will be in the maldives on a boat wow Sweet. yes <laughs> yes and the last time i was on one of these boats i was given a drink with rum in it and I took a sip of it and instantly, it was vodka, I'm sorry, instantly my mouth was on fire and I was just like, this has alcohol in it. So (laughs) I've been very, it was the first time that I've ever had that experience in my entire sober journey that I accidentally ended up with alcohol. So um, it was very clear about the boat, my preferences this time on the boat. 
I love I it. Well, I'm going to have sh um, ginger ale in my champagne flute. Um, right. And it's a great one. I remember doing that one time. My sister's like, what are you doing? You're drinking. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, I'm just looking <laughs> like you. you know? so, so, yeah, but I'm excited. I'll be with my daughter and um, some other people. So that'll be really, I'm, I'm really excited. And I'm really excited for 2023. Yeah, That's yeah. great. Where will you be? I will be at home. We usually get together with another couple um, and just do something locally and then come back to one of our houses and, and just watch the ball drop and be silly. And um, we don't really go out anywhere anymore. Yeah. I would love to have yeah. a pajama party. So maybe next year I will. Plan. That sounds so fun. Mm -hmm. I know, right? Sober party yes. at your house. Yeah. Because I'm thinking. Sober pajama party. Yeah, you know, and especially if we invite the neighborhood folks and things like that, it's like nobody has to drive anywhere and then you can just go mm -hmm. home and go to bed. <laughs> right. So, yeah. All right, before we close up, like, okay, what is your favorite non-alcoholic beverage? So what would you want to toast New Year's with? Well, to toast, I mean, kind of you'd have champagne. So I'll, I'll just do like a ginger ale, um, diet ginger ale. <laughs> I do so sparkling that's probably, apple yeah. juice. I just like the sparkling apple juice is what I usually have on hand too. I love soda water and like fresh fruits and like maybe some pomegranate juice in it. I like the sour. I find that like too much of the sugar really just kind of affects me yeah. in another way. So um, ginger beer is actually another, <sighs> another great, great one that I will, I have a girlfriend, she'll do like ginger beer, um, a splash of cranberry. Like it's actually really good. Um, can't do ginger beer. Really good. And I love ginger beer. Yeah. You know, that I would be a great, maybe next topic is mocktails and how mm. we feel about them. Um, because my idea and view of mocktails has changed from early sobriety to now more like later. Yeah. So I don't know. It could be, it could be an interesting um, topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And anybody listening right now, let us know. Let us yeah, know what what's your, your favorite. Yeah. Someone sure. came to one of my parties that had an elderberry and um, something with it. It had, it wasn't ginger ale, but it was a sparkling elderberry drink. And it was Ooh. really quite good. Well, and yeah. there's, I mean, the countless numbers of canned non-alcoholic spirits, if you will. And then there's like alcohol-free tequila, bourbon. Oh yeah. Know. It's just you a huge evolution now. Yeah. But I do feel, and this is obviously for another day. I do feel that there's a fine line, uh, between someone in recovery and hardcore consumption of non-alcoholic anything yeah um, mm -hmm. i i think that there's a yeah we I've, can talk I've, about I've noted yeah i've noticed that i've noticed that in some of the the alcohol free groups where people are like having a case proof. of of seltzer water a day <laughs> or they drink seven bottles of non-alcoholic white wine yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, okay, we're, we're oh still God. in sobriety. We're not in recovery. <laughs> right. Right. But we still have a habit going on. Yes. Mm. It's not healthy. And, right. you know, so yeah, that's for another. All right. Day. I think we know our next topic. Yeah. Well, happy new year, you guys. Yeah. Yes. Happy new Thank year. Thank you, everyone. Happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year.
happy and new year, thank everybody. you ladies once again and uh, we'll see you in 2023 okay see you next year bye, <laughs> bye. <laughs> thanks so much for joining us today we appreciate you and wish you the best on your sober adventures for more information and details on upcoming episodes check us out on youtube or instagram at four sober chicks that's number four sober chicks We welcome your feedback and look forward to being with you on the next episode.